This is the Sermon Podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11.15 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Galatians, and it's also the text for our sermon today. Paul, an apostle, sent neither by human commission nor from human authorities, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all members of God's family who are with me, to the church of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to set us free from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father in whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished you are so quickly deserting the one who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are confusing you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should proclaim to you a gospel contrary to what we proclaim to you, let that one be accursed. As we have said before, so now I repeat, if anyone proclaims to you a gospel contrary to what you received, let that one be accursed. Am I now seeking human approval or God's approval? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still pleasing people, I would not be a servant of Christ. For I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that was proclaimed by me is not of human origin. For I did not receive it from a human source, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Holy Wisdom, Holy Word. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the seventh chapter. After Jesus had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. When he heard about Jesus, He sent some Jewish elders to him, asking him to come and heal his slave. When they came to Jesus, they appealed to him earnestly, saying, He is worthy of having you do this for him, for he loves our people, and it is he who built our synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them. But when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself. I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I do not presume to come to you, but only speak the word and let my servant be healed. For I also am a man set under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. 
When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd who followed him, he said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, as you already know, my name is Hank Langnecht, and I'm your guest preacher this morning. Um, I had a three-hour orientation session with Pastor Jim over cheesesteaks downtown. Um, So he filled me in on every single detail of what I'm supposed to do and what I'm supposed to say. Uh, This will not be a surprise to any of you, I know, or me. Um, Some of you will remember that I was here, I don't know, it's been three or four years his last sabbatical, I preached during uh, October, November, December, January, and February uh, a few years ago, and uh, I recognize a lot of the same faces. Uh, you may not all, you may not know or remember that my first uh, pastoral call was in Marysville. So from 1986 to 96, 86 to 96, I was in this clergy cluster. So I've known Jim ever since he came to Lord of Life uh, in whatever year that was, 87 or 88, somewhere in there. And uh, so we've been good friends, and it's just always nice to be here. So I appreciate the invitation. So one of the, uh, during the third hour of my orientation, uh, Jim <laughs> told me that, that we're going to be uh, preaching from Galatians today. He said that's not an option because the congregation is entering into the book of Galatians for the next several weeks. So in honor of that, um, I'm going to tackle this first bit from Galatians. And what's happening here in the first bit of Galatians is that St. Paul the Apostle is trying to protect his brand. He's trying to protect the brand. The, the backstory uh, of the book of Galatians goes like this. During his missionary travels, St. Paul lived and, and worked among the Christian congregations in the region of Galatia. And while he was there, he told them the story of what God had done in Jesus Christ. And Paul worked during that teaching and preaching. He worked to build a new theological framework to form an inclusive Christian community. Paul was working among them to craft a message, to build a brand based on God's grace and God's gift of radical freedom. So as you enter into the book of Galatians over the next six weeks, those are two words you're going to hear almost every week, grace and freedom. That's the brand that Paul is trying to build. But after Paul left Galatia and moved on to other travels, some other Christian missionaries came to town with a different story built on different theological structures that would form a different kind of Christian community. This Christian community would be built around holiness and purity and ritual and rules and traditions and obedience and veiled threats of punishment and exclusion. That's the competing brand. And to be honest, those competing Christians were pitching an older, 
more established brand than Paul was. Religious communities formed around holiness and purity and rules and traditions, religious communities that demand obedience and adherence to certain rules and traditions and and, and benefits like joy and peace and salvation, benefits that have to be earned, that religious brand has been around for millennia. Paul's brand, Paul's message turns it all upside down. Paul's Christian brand is freedom. The benefits of God are given freely to all so that no one has to earn anything. In Paul's brand of freedom, the community is formed by people who are already blessed by grace and who are freed to live inspired and fed by the benefits rather than having to earn the benefits. So because God has been gracious, they are free to love, free to embrace others, free to do good works. The key word for Paul's brand, the key words are grace and freedom. And here's what what you just heard, what St. Paul writes in the first chapter. I am astonished that you have so quickly deserted the one who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel. See, Paul, that's his brand. The gospel of the free grace of Christ. Paul goes on. But there are some who are confusing you. There are some who want to pervert the gospel of Christ. He's he's referring here, of course, to the competition, the competing brand. And then he lays it on. Even if I or an angel from heaven proclaimed to you a gospel contrary to what I proclaimed before, let that one be accursed. As we have said before, so now we repeat, if anyone proclaims to you a gospel contrary to what you received... Let that one be cursed. Paul is passionate about this brand. He's passionate, first of all, because he himself knows the joy of living Christian freedom. He knows how amazing it feels to live without always having to look over your shoulder in fear that your pastor might be watching you. Paul knows this freedom. Later in the book, I don't know which week it is for you, week four or five, somewhere in there, Paul is going to sum this all up. This This is from later in Galatians. He says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, Galatians. Do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Paul is passionate about freedom. He loves this brand because he himself loves living free in Jesus Christ. But there's a second reason why Paul is so passionate about protecting this brand of Christianity. And if I can be honest with you, I'm going to preach against the Bible here and say that for me, this part of Paul's strategy works against him in the long run. He makes a mistake, I think. I understand why he does it, but I think in the end, it was the wrong move. Paul is passionate about this this brand of Christianity because he believes that he has a unique authority to speak 
for God. When those other missionaries came into Galatia with their competing brand of Christianity, one of their strategies was to question Paul's authority. And remember, the brand of Christianity that they brought with them is an old and established brand. Even the people of Galatia would be familiar with the message that they were bringing. Religion is about rules. Religion is about rituals. Religion is about living a holy life. Religion is about traditions and obedience. Religion is about being judged by standards created by the holy God and being rewarded or punished depending on how well you stack up. That's the old established brand. It has authority. Even today, if you ask the average person, in fact, a lot of Christians, if you ask them what Christianity is all about, they will tell you that it's about living a good life so that you can be rewarded when you die. That brand is still out there. It's still pretty powerful. So when these other Christian come in with their their competing brand, they have authority on their side. The authority of common sense, the, the authority of history, and the authority of Scripture. You can bet that when they're preaching to the Galatians after Paul has left, they're dropping little bombs like the laws of Moses say, or the covenant with Abraham says. So they've got all the authority. So Paul's got an issue. Scripture has long been interpreted to support the competing brand. Tradition supports the competing brand. Common sense supports the competing brand. What does Paul have? What authority does he have? Well, here's how he puts it in the reading this morning. Paul, an apostle, sent neither by human commission nor from human authorities but sent through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that I proclaimed is not of human origin. I did not receive it from a human source. Nobody taught it to me. I received it as a direct revelation from Jesus Christ. That's Paul's authority. So, For the Galatians now, the question is, who has the authority to speak for God? And where does that authority rest? That's the question. And it's not only a question for them. We know that on the one hand, those other Christian missionaries had the authority of common sense, history, and traditional interpretation of Scripture on their side. And we know, on the other hand, that Paul had the authority of a zealous convert, a man who has received direct revelation from God. But here's what we don't know. We do not know which brand the Galatians end up buying. Because no one tracks the history of these churches after the New Testament. We don't know whether the the Christians in Galatia chose the traditional common sense religion of rules and exclusion and rewards for good behavior, or if they embraced Paul's brand rooted in grace and freedom, where the benefits are given to all freely by grace and where, where the life of joy and generosity is lived in response. We don't know which they chose. 
but we can probably guess. My hunch is that those Galatians went with common sense and tradition. My hunch is that the churches in Galatia rejected Paul's brand and lived out their days following the old brand with its rules and regulations and rewards. I say that because even today, right now, even with the book of Galatians smack dab in the middle of the New Testament, that's the brand of Christianity that most Christians practice still. And it's certainly the brand of Christianity that most non-Christians assume that all Christians practice. And this is why I think Paul made the wrong move when he asserted his authority. Paul's brand of Christianity is rooted in radical grace and radical freedom. Paul's brand of Christianity turns religion on its head. What Paul missed was the chance to turn the whole idea of authority on its head at the same time. Because let's let's say the Galatians did embrace Paul. Let's say they did embrace the freedom brand, where God's grace is given freely to all, and we are set free from rules and traditions and rituals. How long will it take before some smart aleck in a new members class at the First Church of Galatia says, wait a minute, are you saying that if we join this church, we don't have to follow rules in order to receive God's blessing? Are you saying that we can do whatever we want and still be saved? That's crazy. I guarantee you somebody asked that because it was asked of me every confirmation class I ever taught in my life. Even Lutherans ask that question. Shame on us. So someone asks that question, and before you know it, someone decides it would be a good idea to, 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 to write down all of Paul's ideas about freedom, gather them into a book so that we have some rules and regulations for how to live out the free Christian life. You get the irony here, right? When questioned about his authority to speak for God, I wish Paul had done what Jesus Christ did when they asked him about his authority. I wish that Paul had said nothing at all. Or if if he had to speak, I wish he had said, God speaks for God's self. My authority is irrelevant. I wish he had said that. God is authority. The word authority has embedded in it the word author. God is the one who writes the new world. God waits for no one. God follows no rule book. God cares about no traditions. God needs no one's permission to do what God wills to do. Paul's brand is rooted in freedom. But what Paul missed was the chance to say that the the main freedom is God's freedom to be God. God is free to author God's own creation in any way God sees fit. God is free to confound us, to scandalize us, to ignore us, to surprise us, to move forward without us. Paul needs no authority because all authority is God's. 
Paul should have just shut up and pointed to the signs. Because most of the time, all we can do ourselves is to testify to what God has done, marvel at what God is doing, and hang on for the ride. God was moving ahead under God's own authority when Jesus went to the cross. And the disciples said, wait a minute, this is not the Messiah according to the book. You can't do this. But God was, God was acting under God's own authority when Jesus went to the... When, when Jesus was raised from the dead, God was moving ahead under God's own authority. And the best the disciples could figure is they were seeing a ghost... When the gospel began moving out into Europe, into Galatia, into Phrygia, and Pamphylia, and all those places, and God is opening up the gospel to Gentiles, and pagans, and and Saxons, and Angles, and Gauls, that's God, on God's own authority, opening the gospel up. And Paul and these missionaries are arguing over who has the best authority. God was moving under God's own authority when the slaves were emancipated in this country. When, when, when women's rights were, were granted, when, when civil rights were granted for African Americans, when the, when the, when the society's exclusion crumbled and gay and lesbian and transgendered bisexual people were granted full rights to marriage, God was moving under God's own authority. In the meantime, the church is scrambling, trying to figure out, wait a minute, we've never done this before. What you, what's going on here? Paul's brand is rooted in grace and freedom. And where it all begins and it all ends is in God's grace and God's utter freedom to be God any way God wants to. The awesome of freedom and authority of God to be God for us and for the world. We have been set free from the old brand of exclusion, rules, tradition, obedience, reward. We've been set free from that. We have been set free to live joyfully, to marvel at the God who moves out ahead of us, authoring and blessing the world. We have been set free to hang on for the ride. Thanks be to God.